three minutes of power. <laughs> True identity. I'll just let me share just a few minutes on what is our true identity who are we who are you do you know that you might look at yourself and think that a distorted view of who you are and it's reason because you've got a distorted view of who you are is because of sin that's all it is because if i was to say to you your true identity is found in genesis genesis 1 verse 27 God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. You and I were created by God in his image. When you look at yourself, you say to yourself, I am created in God's image. That's how he created us, right from the beginning. He created us in his image to have fellowship with him, to walk in freedom. Adam walked freely in the garden had fellowship with God 24-7 and completely naked. You can see him, you know, do a selfie. But no shame. Yes, he, was, he was clothed with the glory of God. He was clothed with the Spirit of God. There was no sin in the garden. He was walking uh, freely in God with no condemnation, no, no anxiety of who God was, the acceptance. He had acceptance. He had re relationship with God. And the Bible says, your Bible, my Bible says, he, God walked with Adam in the cool of the evening. That's your true identity. That's who you are. You were created by God to have fellowship with one another and to have fellowship with God and allow God and, his, and the freedom that he's given us to walk in God and, and the blessing of God. That's your true identity. That's who you are. And it doesn't matter if you think you're ugly or you think you're not beautiful enough or, you know, you've got a, a mark on your body or whatever it is. Listen, end of the day, God has created you in his image. You are loved by God. The problem is sin. We were walking in the garden in this true identity. All of a sudden, Adam and Eve take from that which was not supposed to be taken from the garden of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They took from the tree. And soon as they took from that, and they sinned, then the Bible says sin entered the world, chaos. All of a sudden, fear, shame, everything that Adam and Eve sensed, as soon as they took from that apple and bit it, it was this disobedience, and sin came into this perfect world. Perfect relationship that you and I have in God was destroyed. Why? Because of sin. What happens? Adam goes and hides He's never hidden before in his life. He hears God coming. And so he hides. And God says, where are you, Adam? He says, oh, I, I was realized I was naked, so I hid. See, it's distortions come into the whole of uh, the world. Sin has come into the world and it's distorted our view with God. All of a sudden, Adam, who loved God and walked with God and had this amazing relationship with God, now he's hiding from God and now he's condemned. Now he's ashamed. Now he's feeling anxious and now he's feeling fearful. Look what's come into the garden. And what does it do? It distorts now his whole view of who he is. He's lost his true identity. 
you and I have lost our true identity. We've lost who we are. We're remade in God's image. We're supposed, and what happens is, is, is all of a sudden the whole world's in chaos. The whole world is just destroyed by sin and it's chaos. And, and then God has to do something that if throughout all, when you read your Bible, what God is doing in amongst all of it, he's trying to restore you back into your true identity. And so he has to do a few things uh, to restore your relationship. I'll just go really quickly. But to, to see, to make sure that your um, identity in God is restored, he has to do two things. The first thing he has to do, right, because what happened was, so when God and Adam and Eve start, and you read your Bible, he gives us the law. He gives Moses the law of God. And so what does he give God, Moses the law of God? And your Bible, my Bible says this, that we might know and realize how sinful we are. He gives us the commandments to show you how far you and I have fallen from our true identity. Our true identity in God, to walk with God. How far have you fallen, Adam? How far have you fallen? I'll tell you how far. I'll give you a bunch of commandments and you'll realize you cannot keep not one. And so they start saying, oh no, but you know what? We're full of pride, right? Because pride is what, you know, in the beginning Satan fell because he was proud and then he passed that on to Adam, take from this apple, you'll be like God. And so when we get the Ten, the ten Commandments and the law and uh, Israel and all Israel, when Moses comes down from the mountain, he goes, we will do all that you have said. We will do all that you have said. Give us a bunch of laws and we will do all that you have said. But you know what? They broke every one of those commandments. You and I break every one of those commandments. And Jesus makes sure when he comes back to tell you how much you've broken. He says, if you think, oh, 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 if you hate your brother in your heart, you've already murdered him. If you look at a woman lustfully, You've already committed adultery. So all of a sudden, Jesus is saying, not only have you broken the law, because a lot of them are saying, God, oh, physically, I've never broken the law. But in here you have. You've coveted, you've desired your neighbor's wife, you've done this, you've done that, you've broken the law. And so that law was holding men and women accountable. And it was like God was saying, hey, You've lost your true identity and let me tell you how far you've fallen from the glory of God. I'll give you this law and you'll realize how bad you are. And so the first thing that God had to do was to try to cancel the law that accused Marley of breaking the law. He had to get rid of the law. And you listen to what the Bible says in Romans 7, 6. But now by dying to what's bound us, We've been released. Woo, I love that word. It's in our vision statement. You've been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the way, old way of the written code. The written code. What does it say? It says by dying. How have you died? In Christ. When I believe in Jesus, the Bible says I have died with Christ and I have risen as a new person, I've died to the law that Jesus took upon himself your punishment and the punishment of the law was in Jesus. 
And by associating with him, by believing in him, you also die. And when you're alive, you come up and you're in a new place. A new place where the Spirit of God lives in you and he lives and breathes and breathes in you all of a sudden. You're back here in the garden and you're walking with God. No condemnation because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You're set free because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You are walking in that which Adam walked with with God because of one act of obedience that Jesus did on the cross. You and I, where's the law? There's no law. I'm dead to the law. So he had to destroy and dealt with the punishment of the law and Jesus did it. Why? So God can start to restore you back in to the true identity because he couldn't do it when the law, because the law stood against you. You did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. You did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. The law accused you. And so Jesus takes the law, puts it on himself and says, I'm dying, punish me for you because he loves you such. So good. And so he gets rid of the law. And so no law on me. Hallelujah. Next thing he has to do, because of sin's deception, and the power of sin had to be broken over your life. For God to restore you back into the true identity, he has to destroy that which has come in the garden, that which has, through the law, has made you a captive to the law and made you captive to sin, and sin was your master, and it rules you, and it guides you, and he has to break it. He has to break the power of sin of your life so your true identity can come forth. So you're no longer led by your sinful nature. You are led by the Spirit. Because Jesus has taken away the dominion and power of sin out of your life. Guarantee it. Listen to what it says. Romans 6.14 For sin shall no longer be your master. Love the word of God. Don't you love the word of God? Who is my master? Jesus is my master. Because you are no longer under law, because the law is dead. No power over you. Nothing on you. And it says you're no longer under the law, but under the under grace. Now, can I say to you once? You turn to Jesus, and this is why it's important this morning. If you don't know Jesus, you need to give your life to Jesus. Because only in Jesus are these things taken away out of your life. The law, the accusations of the law are taken out of your life. Sin and the power of God and the power of the enemy is taken out of your life only in Christ. Only in Jesus. And so if you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, I'll tell you what to do this morning. I give you, Lord Jesus, I believe in who you are. I believe that you died for me. I believe and associate with your death and your resurrection. I believe this morning that Jesus is Lord. I die. I, I'm buried with him. I'm risen from the grave. And I'm trusting you and believing in Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the restoration begins. So, this morning, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I think I probably did put a little bit of pressure, but it's good pressure. If you want to live free without condemnation, without fear, without hiding from God. Like Adam, you need to give your life to Christ. It's the only way. 
And so listen to what happens to you and I when we give our lives to Jesus. Let me finish with this verse of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. And now listen to this carefully. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, like I just said, anyone who turns to Jesus, the veil is taken away. What veil is he talking about? I'll tell you what veil he's talking about. It's the Old Testament veil. When they used to read their Old Testament veil, if I was to say to you, this church, has, this church believes in obeying the law. If I say that to you, I'm preaching Old Testament and there's a veil that comes across your face and it, and it corresponds to Moses. Because when Moses came down from the mountain and he had the law, and he was full of the glory of God because the, the word of God came with power. He had a, and the glory, the Bible says, was dissipating. It was moving away from him. And for them not to see the glory moving away, he put a veil over his face so they couldn't look at the glory on Moses' face because they couldn't handle it. Why couldn't they handle the, the glory? Because there were sinners. Because they looked at the glory of God. And when you look at the glory of God in the Old Testament, all it does is condemn you. That's all it does. And they looked at Moses and they were feeling condemned. But listen to what the rest of the scripture says. When you give your life to Jesus, the Old Testament, the law and everything is, is taken away. The veil is taken away. Listen to what it says. But whoever turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, all of these guys, everyone here this morning at Westside has given the life to Christ, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We are being transformed into here. We've been transformed into the likeness of Jesus. We've been restored back. And when we look at Jesus with unveiled faces and we can look at the glory of God, why can we look at the glory of God? Because we stand not in our own righteousness, but the righteousness clothed with Jesus. And what happens is God starts to do a number in your life. And he starts to restore you. He starts to change you. And progressively, the, he's begun a good work in you. He's faithful to complete it. You go through trials and tribulations and he uses it to bring out his glory. And then you go through something else and your faith stands tall and he brings you out even more. And as you go in life, as you keep going, you might never ever be perfect, right? But I'm telling you, God's doing a number. You don't have to be perfect because you're already standing in perfection. But what happens? God is now restoring you into the likeness of His Son. That's your true identity. And that's what God's trying to bring out in your life. And that's why the Bible says, consider it pure joy, brethren, when you go through trials and tribulations. Why? Because God is restoring you and bringing you back into true identity. True identity. Let's stand up this morning.